in order to be part of anything worthwhile, we have to go through some sort of suffering. Brother Shakir knows this. He shares the gospel in North Africa, where following Jesus puts him at risk. But he's decided God's kingdom is the one thing most worth suffering for. Suffering has to have meaning. Like in sports, athletes suffer and they have a hard discipline, but they have a goal. And I think the purpose of life is God himself, is to know him, to know God. And if we suffer for that truth, suffering is something beautiful. Jesus never promised his followers an easy path. In fact, he told his disciples that the world would hate them. He sent them out as sheep among wolves. Jesus' words came true in the life of the apostles, and they're still coming true today in the lives of his followers around the world. Join host Todd Nettleton as we hear their inspiring stories and learn how we can help, right now on The Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network. Welcome back to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. My name is Todd Nettleton. You know, in Luke chapter 14, Jesus said, If anyone comes to me and does not hate his own father and mother and wife and children and brothers and sisters, yes, and even his own life, he cannot be my disciple. Of course, we know that Jesus wants us to love our family and our friends, but our love for Jesus needs to be so much greater that we are willing to sacrifice other relationships in order to be faithful to him. This is not a theoretical discussion for his disciples in North Africa. They really do need to be willing to sacrifice relationships with their community and even their family for the sake of following Jesus. Our guest today is going to talk about that. For his security, we're just going to call him Brother Shakir. I recorded this conversation on the road in North Africa, so you won't hear a studio-quality recording. And we're going to change Shakir's voice to just help protect him and the work that he's doing. Let's listen as he shares about the cost of following Jesus. How long have you been walking with Christ? I think it was since 2011, so now it's around 12 years. And how did you hear the gospel? So I hear it uh, at the beginning from a friend, a Christian friend, who was arguing with another friend of mine. So they were arguing for 10 years, and they didn't participate in the discussion. And in 2011, my Muslim friend came to me and said, I will be a Christian. It was shocking to me, and I tried to convince him to go back to Islam. But I was convinced about Christianity and, and gave my life to Christ. What was it that convinced you? So I think the love of God that God shows to us in the Bible is the main thing that convinced me. So at the beginning, I was reading the, the Bible and comparing a lot of the, the principle with the principles of uh, Islam. And uh, it showed me uh, the character of God, more obvious that Christianity and the Bible is the truth. I read many, many times at the first month the New Testament specifically. I struggled with some things in the Old Testament, but I prayed to God and uh, He helped me understand them. And after that, I was one day struggling with this idea and praying, but convinced about Christianity. I read and studied the Bible for months now, 
But that day, I, the idea came to my mind. It's not possible for God to come in the flesh to show his love for us, for a certain reason, to save us, and to show us who is God and how a man should live in, on earth. And uh, one verse we find in Luke, when the angel was speaking to Mary, so the verse say, what's impossible to man is possible to God. And he was speaking about how she will be pregnant, how Christ is the son of God. That's, that's my story. And that day I was saved. I was free and I was very, very happy and filled with the Holy Spirit. So when your Muslim friend, after 10 years, decided to follow Christ, you tried to talk him out of it, said, no, no, no. Did people around you try to talk you out of it as well? Of course. For you, was it mostly people talking to you or were there threats? Were there like, no, you have to come back? Or what was your experience with that? It depends on people. I think I met many categories. The hardest one is family because there's this emotional pressure, let me say it, specifically with my mother. It was like rather me or Christ and I choose Christ, and uh, today uh, she is uh, more happy to see me a Christian. So she has softened over the years. Yes, yes. I, now I found grace in her eyes, <laughs> and she knows about my life and church, and my wife also is Christian. What does it mean to you to have a relationship with your mother again after her being so forceful against your faith? Uh, it means that God is sovereign, First of all, when you say the truth, it's obvious. You have to be faithful to God. And that's, that's very important. Even if we have threats or emotional pressure or this kind of things, but uh, I think faithfulness to God will lead us to find grace. Your experience was 10 years of, of hearing these arguments, and then you made a decision. Is that common among the people that you work with here, is that it took a long time and a, and a lot of discussion? Or is it, you know, like a dream or a, a one-time thing where they quickly make a decision? Which, which is more common? Uh, so so I, I would say I, I didn't listen to discussion for 10 years. I was avoiding it. I didn't listen, and that's because of fear and uh, emotional pressure. But what convinced me is the Christian guy, when I was seeking God, he was always talking about God is love. And I was very afraid to think about God other than Islam. But this sentence came to my mind and freed me. If he is love, he will, will want us to seek him as he is, not because we were born in a certain society or religion or any kind of worldview, let me say. So if God is love, he wants a relationship with us, and he wants us to seek him. To seek him, not because of our families or region or geography. He's beyond that. And his love encourages us in our fears of seeking him, because it's fearful to face all these beliefs or worldview that you were born in. One of the questions I often ask, and I will ask you as well, is how as you're ministering to Muslims who are thinking about making this choice, how do you prepare them 
for that pressure and, and for their mother to turn against them and their family and maybe their job, maybe their coworkers. How do you get them ready to face that but still be faithful? I think I don't get them ready to face that, but sometimes I struggle because I know that when I, I take, say the truth or the, I share the gospel with those people, I know that they will face trouble. And sometimes I pray for myself to say the truth, and that's very important. You know that you're making their life harder in the short term. In the short term, it will be hard, but uh, this hardship we call it hardship, is meaningful, it has meaning, and it's beautiful to, to suffer for Christ rather than to, to suffer for sin or uh, other things in this world. And we understand that when, when we came to Christ, not before. Before we are struggling and we are, we are afraid, we will face many uh, things, but God will be with us. And that's one of the things that we can share with those people in their fear. And also we share love and we share our testimony, our experience with this kind of things because we have experience and that encourages them to, to make the, 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 choice, the choice. It's interesting that you said it's a beautiful thing to suffer for Christ. Talk a little more about that. Like, like what do you mean by that, that it's a beautiful thing? I think uh, everybody suffers, and the Word of God in Romans says that, that everybody is suffering. I think it's, it's Romans 8. Suffering has to have meaning. And like in sports, athletes suffer, and they have a hard discipline, but they have a goal. And what uh, is lacking in this world is goal. Satan is keeping people from having a purposeful life. And I think the purpose of life is God himself, is to know him, to know God. And if we suffer for that truth, suffering is something beautiful. I remember when I was arguing with my mom, we were both in tears, and she was, she was saying to me, me or Christ, you have to choose now, rather me or Christ. And it's difficult in our context that the mom say to you that sentence. And she wasn't here, that pressure. And I think if I denied Christ that day, she will never have a chance to know him. I will live with the burden of denying Christ rather than uh, small suffering. It's not small, it's a big at that time, but after many years, I say it's, it's something beautiful that happened that day. And th that burden of denying the truth and denying Christ is, uh, is more than living in a comfortable situation with my mom, for example. When people in your congregation are going through that right now, how do you come alongside them and encourage them and help them? So uh, I think we go in a biblical way of it, if it's possible, if the person is not in a fight-flight mode. I think compassion is uh, the first thing. And you say to people that I understand what you're struggling with, and God knows, and He is with us in this, and He has suffered also for us. And He was the one that doesn't deserve, the only one that doesn't deserve suffering. He, he, he took the, the path of suffering and obedience till death, as Philippians say, 
I think also I go with some passages so, uh, talking about uh, persecution, or specifically Christ talking about persecution. I think it's Mark 10. Yes, in this world you will have trouble. Is that so? Uh, there's no uh, disciple. Disciple is not greater than his master. Happens to the master will happen to the disciple. So we go through the scripture after the compassion that will help people go out of the fight flight mode because compassion <laughs> helps them. And after that, we can go through the scripture and pray about it. And it's, it's very helpful, helpful to go through the scripture. And I, I noticed that people are very strong in faith after going through uh, persecution or their character is uh, sharpened. You're listening to The Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton, bringing you a conversation that I recorded on the road with a gospel worker in North Africa. For his security, we're disguising his voice. We're just calling him Brother Shakir. You've been following Christ more than a decade. Is it changing how families respond or how the society responds? Is it becoming a little more acceptable to follow Christ or it's still absolutely taboo? Uh, I think it, it, it's becoming more acceptable for the new generation, specifically the people that are under 30. We see a new generation more open-minded, doesn't care, let me say, a lot about religion or your belief. They see it more as a private matter, like it's between you and God and, and I don't worry about it, or they just see it's not that important to me what you... There's different categories they see and it's something private or something special or it's normal, you, you, you are free, and I think they don't know a lot about religion also, so they don't have a point of view on this matter. So as that changes, is it making evangelism easier? Or do you see more openness? or? I think it's more, uh, more easy, it's easier now, and uh, people are more open, but that doesn't mean that they will give their lives to Christ, and that's the, the hard thing, and it's, it's, I, I understand this. So, what is the key, as, as you're sharing with Muslims, what's the key thing that you're trying to accomplish, or, or the, the point you're trying to make, or the truth you're trying to tell them? What are, like, some key things that you want to get across? Or is it different with every person? I think it's, it's different with every person because I believe that the Father attracts us to Him. And when we meet those people, you see that the God has already done many things in their lives. And they came to the point that they are ready to give their lives to, to Christ and to be saved. So I think everybody is, is different, but love, compassion, and saying the truth is going together. What's the hardest part of your ministry? Unity and maturity of the church. Do you see a difference in your time walking with Christ in how the government is responding to new believers and to the church? Yes, I think uh, I see difference. Before it was hard, but now it's better. So even the government is a little more accepting of the idea that there could be Christians here, people from this country who are followers of Jesus. And I would say he's not accepting, but he's tolerating more. Tolerating. More tolerant, yes. So does that make your work easier? I think so. Okay. 
think so. What is, so I, I asked what the hardest part of your job is. What's the best part of your job? The best part of the job is when you see people thriving in Christ. <laughs> you see people uh, happy, not because they don't have struggle in their life or suffering, but because it's meaningful in Christ. Mm -hmm. They have the presence of Christ even in the midst of their suffering. So one of the things we do for our listeners is we try to equip them to pray. So we're going to ask them this week to pray for believers in North Africa. Help us pray knowledgeably. How, how should we pray? How can we pray for the people in your congregation, the people in this nation who are following Jesus? So I think we, we should pray for the, the economy of the country because it's hard now in our countries. We should also pray for uh, maturity uh, of the church and Christian, uh, more mature believer to take care of other believers, more leadership or I would say more eldership in the church, and also praying for unity because unity brings people together. You mentioned leadership. What is the process of raising up leaders within the church here? So for, for now, we don't have a process because we're not a historical church. Uh -huh. and that's what one of the challenges. So I asked four years before uh, ago uh, about how, how we're going to raise elders, elders in this country. Now, of course, God has been faithful. He raised some, but there's no way for us as churches to raise those. And we're trying. We're trying, but it takes time. To build that structure takes effort and time. And so that's something we can pray about. Yes. How can we pray for you and for your family and your ministry? Pray, praying for uh, mental health, because it's a very uh, tiring uh, job. Pray for health also. <laughs> and the power and guidance from the Holy Spirit. It's such an honor for us to be here with you. Thank you so much for sharing your testimony, sharing your story, and helping us to pray for the church in North Africa. Thank you. It's a pleasure for me to share my story and hope it will help others to gain or to grow in Christ. This is Voice of the Martyrs Radio. I'm Todd Nettleton. We've been hearing a conversation I recorded on the road with a man we are simply calling Brother Shakir. For his security, we have changed his voice. If you missed any of our conversation, you can hear it again at vomradio.net. You can also find the Voice of the Martyrs Radio wherever you listen to podcasts. When you visit our website, you can also listen to other interviews from brothers and sisters in North Africa, and in other hostile and restricted nations all over the world. Again, our website, vomradio.net. That's also where you can send me a message. Right at the bottom of that front page, there's a little box you can type in your message. I love hearing from VOM Radio listeners. I love hearing how you're praying for persecuted Christians. And I'd love to hear how you first discovered VOM Radio. Maybe it was a Christian friend that recommended it. Maybe you got an email from VOM that encouraged you to listen. Maybe you ran into it on your podcast service. But I would love to know, how did you discover VOM Radio for the first time? And I also want to encourage you, help your friends discover it. Make sure to text them a link or send a link to your pastor. 
make sure other Christians are hearing these stories from our persecuted brothers and sisters. You may also want to leave a review on your favorite podcast platform. I was looking recently, and VOM Radio has more than 1,200 reviews just on Apple Podcasts, and the average rating is 4.9 out of 5 stars. Praise the Lord for that. Here are some recent comments that listeners left on Apple Podcast Reviews. Michelle P.K. says the show is inspiring. God is still working in the lives of people to spread the gospel. Hearing the sacrifices made for Christ makes problems here on earth very small and the hope of heaven so much sweeter. I agree with you, Michelle. The hope of heaven hopefully comes through in our conversations every week. Fly Campbell K. left a five-star review and headlined it, My Favorite Podcast. Enlightening interviews with brothers and sisters worldwide. Some are true giants in the faith. The podcast helps me see the broadness of his church and look at where I am in my walk. Thank you, Fly Campbell K. Mr. B. Zippy, another five-star review, said, Must listen. I believe that every Christian needs to listen to VOM Radio. This is such an eye-opener into the lives of our brothers and sisters around the world, helping us take our focus off of ourselves and uniting Jesus' church to pray for one another. Boy, I hope that is true. I hope you are praying for persecuted Christians this week. Thank you, Mr. B. Zippy. Daynock left a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. The headline is all about perspective. And they say it is convincing and wonderful to be reminded of the perspectives of life, especially the lives of our Christian brothers and sisters. We live in a time where we see so much of the, it's all about me, what's happening to me, woe is me, to be reminded of our call as Christians to share the gospel, to pick up our cross and follow Christ, and hear these stories helps me keep it all in perspective. Thank you for that thought. What a privilege it is to help brothers and sisters keep it in perspective, what it means to follow Christ, and really the blessings that we enjoy if we live in a free nation. Britt Watt left another five-star review on Apple Podcast. The podcast keeps my eyes on the kingdom and not just the materialistic worries of my day-to-day life. My children enjoy listening, and Britt, I want to commend you on that. I'm so excited that your children are listening. My children enjoy listening, and I know it benefits their faith to realize the church is so much bigger than what they know. We all need the encouragement that God is faithful, and this podcast does just that. That's a great encouragement to me. Thank you, Britt, for leaving that review on Apple Podcasts, and thank you to all of you who are listening who are sharing this with your Christian friends, who are leaving a review on one of the podcast services or tuning in to your local Christian radio station. Thank you for listening to these stories of our brothers and sisters. I hope you'll send me a message this week about how God is using VOM Radio to help you. Just visit vomradio.net. Right at the bottom of the page, there's a box that says send feedback. Type me a message there, hit send. I read every single message that comes in. We always want Voice of the Martyrs Radio to help you to pray. And there's a special opportunity right now for you to get another tool to help you pray. If you're a U.S. resident and you make any donation between now and the end of 2023, VOM will send you a 2024 VOM prayer calendar for free. 
You'll be inspired by the beautiful photography from Hostile and Restricted Nations. And every single day of the year, you'll have a specific prayer request from persecuted Christians around the world. We'll give you a link to a special giving page in the show notes for this week's episode. And when you make a donation of any amount, we'll send you a calendar as our thank you for your gift. There are a limited number of these calendars available, and the free calendar offer is only good while supplies last. So please log on soon to vomradio.net, click on the giving link in this week's show notes, and make a gift before midnight on December the 31st. Thank you for standing with our persecuted brothers and sisters, and I hope you will be back with us next week as we continue to talk about what God is doing in hostile and restricted nations around the world, how his church is growing in spite of persecution, in spite of hostilities. Please join us next week right here on the Voice of the Martyrs Radio Network.